welcome to the latest instalment of the Women's Supporters Group podcast. How are we doing? Hey, all right. Alan? Can't hear you. Anyway, we'll go to the fact that Lucy Edmund had to be recalled this week as Vic Essens on international duty, bizarrely, in the middle of the season, but I think it's there somewhere over there, so Vic's away, hasn't actually played, but we recalled Lucy anyway from Queen's Park. Aye, she's on a wee holiday getting some sunshine away from the freezing cold of Scotland, sitting on a bench. I, mean, I do get why they recalled her, because she is their number one most of the time, but it's just kind of weird. I guess, is it to do with the Olympics or something? This then, if they win this, they go to the Olympics. I'm not really up to date and all that kind of stuff, but I guess it's kind of important for them. So, But I thought we'd recall Megan Cunningham. I didn't think we'd take Lucy back, but I guess that's testament to how well she's been doing at Queen's Park. Yeah, she looked like she was enjoying being back in amongst the team in, that, in our warm-ups, but luckily we never needed to count on her anyway. So we'll jump straight into the action. We've obviously played two games this week. We've started off against Hearts midweek Wednesday with Fife and Goals, Hill, Medag, Doherty, Hay, Cornet, McLaughlin, Arnett, Rowe, Ross and Hardy. Were you happy with that team, Alan? Did we hear you yet? No, still can't hear you. God, do you want to take that? <laughs> I mean, I was as happy with it as I could be, to be honest. There wasn't many options, and I think it became notable then that Rachel McLaughlin and Kirsty McLean clearly had something more than just being rested, and I think that started to worry everyone a little bit because we weren't sure what was going on because we don't get told anything. So a bit of a worry there, but other than that, very strong team, fairly happy with it, to be honest. thought we probably could have played any well within reason most of the squad and being okay against hearts at least that's what i thought but we'll come on to the game and get into how it's probably wrong in that respect well since alan's had to dip out we'll just stick with that it was a very frantic start shall we say it was very fast paced we were like what is going on here like hearts players were flying in air players were flying in just an absolute Crazy start to the game. It was, it was very physical, which I did enjoy, but there were certain tackles that I thought maybe the ref probably should have pulled a back, had a word, and because he didn't, they, that just kept going for basically the whole game, which then became almost a competition with who's going to fly into another tackle and who's going to make a worse one. So, I mean, I, I like those games, I like physical games, but I think at that point we needed to just get the ball on the ground and play football rather than getting sucked into tackles and pulling and shoving and all that kind of nonsense. Yeah, it was definitely one of those games, and I suppose, as we'll touch on later, we're kind of getting the last couple of games sucked into other teams' way of playing rather than focusing on our strengths and what we can do good. But that's now kind of two games. I think Joe will be having some stern words because we play so well, so why change the way we're playing to kind of suit other teams? Yeah, I don't know if it... I don't want to say this because I don't know if it's true, but I don't know if they maybe got a little bit cocky and thinking we're so good, we're so untouchable that we can just go into any game and we'll be fine. And I think this week's maybe taught them that that's not the case and you still need to go out and do the right things and do the basic things to go and win games rather than just showing up and you'll 
automatically batter teams 5-6-0. So I think Joel had a few words with them. And I mean, I feel sad watching our post-match for this match and I hope they're feeling the same way and they have a good week with her and analysing and everything else to get back to a good good rhythm on Sunday. Yeah, so we did have a few chances though. I think Hatch maybe had what maybe one chance the first half that was kinda we were kinda had teeth kinda gritted it, but or had it covered, the defence had it covered, Kathy Hill was really good. So we had chances but it was all kinda high wide and not very handsome. Yeah, a few chances. The keeper, I think, in the first half made one really good save. I think there was a long-range strike and she made quite a good save. So, to their credit, they did the right things, Hearts. They were defensively quite sound. They were kind of putting us off a little bit and we couldn't get into a groove. And it was just taking us a while to kind of figure that out. But, oh, Al's back. Trying this on my phone. I'll fix the laptop later. <laughs> we can hear you now. You were saying, Um, I can't remember. It took us a bit to get into it because Hearts defensively and their keeper were quite sound. And I think we were just trying the things that normally would have come off, but it wasn't quite because Hearts were probably a step up compared to the Aberdeens, the likes that we played. So I think it took us a wee bit to get used to that again and playing against the higher level team. Yeah, so Alan, you've joined us at a good time because we're now up to the point where we've scored against Hearts. And it was turned out to be the only goal of the game, but it was not a bad goal to score. Jane Ross, who else? Yeah, no surprise it was Jane who scored. And no surprise it was good work by Rachel Rowe, driving through the middle of the Hearts team. And actually played the ball through the middle. And... Initially, we thought that Jane had hit it right at the keeper and she'd saved it, but after watching a few replays, we, we saw that she's actually had a good strike and gave the keeper no chance. Yep, so 1 0. We kind of went in at half time. Um, obviously, 1 0 up, so we're thinking this is good. Cash might come out and maybe add to it, but obviously, it wasn't meant to be. As we keep saying this season, though, keep, their keep. Other, the opposition keepers seem to step up another level against us and their keeper did have quite a few saves that she made that were quite impressive. Yeah, she did, to be fair. And I think Hearts, as a team, are set up quite well and are coached quite well. So I think they kind of just did what they needed to do to get through it and thought they maybe would get a chance and nick it and maybe that would be the case. And the fear of last season came flooding back I think most of us at that point, is it going to be another one of these games? Are they still our bogey team? But obviously that didn't come to be. But, you know, we could have had a couple more goals, a couple more just on target in the right areas. And, you know, you never know what will happen, but they just kept going high and wide and the keeper made another couple of good saves and that sent us on our way to win, thankfully, but could have been a lot better. Yeah, and we've had some chances. Rio Hardy getting a few chances. Rachel Rose doing really well of late. But Rio Hardy's struggling to actually find the back of the net. She's seen a bit of a dip in form of late. Yeah, usually when somebody's taking such a dip in form as that, you're kind of thinking that maybe she's carrying a bit of a knock. But she's still putting a lot of work in. But it's not it's not quite been the same. Definitely looks as if she's in her shell a wee bit. And 
Bolton, you know, that'll, that'll wear off pretty quickly. Uh, she did have a chance. She was very unlucky not to score in the second half, which we're obviously going to. And similar again today, but definitely something not quite right. With one or two players in Rio is definitely one him. And you notice that more with Rio because the amount of goals she scored so far this season. Yeah, Carol, you can concern that the kind of that's what did we say? It's about three games or something that Rio has not scored in now, including today's one, obviously. So you can have concern because we're coming into quite a busy period of games that's quite big, like important games, really. Yeah, well, I mean, every game now is a cup final, isn't it? Because you drop any points and that can give, you know, the other two teams motivation to get back into it. I'm not, I don't think I'm concerned. I think she's just one of these players that if she's not the main goal scorer, she'll be the one that's trying to get the ball to everyone else to score. It just hasn't been coming off and she's been coming deep and going wide and not being where she was before. She was more of a poacher. She would just be in the right place at the back post in the middle, wherever she needed to be to get a goal. And it just hasn't been quite happening in the last few games. And whether, as Alan said, maybe she's got a bit of a knock or maybe since her injury, she's just not fully back to fitness yet. And we just don't really have many other options. Kirsty's out injured. Sarah's not hit the heights that we maybe thought that she would when she came in. So the options there are kind of limited with sending Laura Berry out on loan, etc. So I think we just kind of need to give her a, a bit more time and hope that against Celtic she'll do what she's done in previous two games against Celtic and we'll all be singing our praises and happy again. <laughs> Alan, do you think it's maybe the fact that she's played against playing alongside another striker with Jane Ross and she's kind of just having to get used to the dynamics when she's been so used to having Kirsty Howitt by her side. There's definitely a bit of adaptation for anybody changing a partner they're playing with. It'll be the same when we're changing people at the back when everybody's been used to playing with Rachel McLaughlin and now she's not on his side. So people are adapting to yeah, Cathy or Ailey or Michelle playing out there. But I think that's probably coincided with Rio having a knock and maybe not quite being fully fit. You'd have expected Jane to be the most static of this two strikers and Rio doing more of their running about, but it's kind of worked the opposite way. And I'm not sure if that's necessarily by design or sort of by default because Rio's not quite 100%. Yeah, so Rio and Brogan went off, Mia McCauley and Sarah Younes came on car, but didn't really make much difference. I think they had a couple of chances, but it never really made too much difference, to be honest. That, would you say that's kind of concerning when we've talked about so much strength and depth and then players are coming on, but it's not really changing much? Yeah, it's odd, isn't it? When you know, anybody could be subbed on and they'd add something else to the game. And it just seems like recently, maybe it's just the so many games back to back has maybe taken its toll and maybe, you know, all the training and stuff has finally gotten to them because they've done so well, you know, so far into the season that they've managed okay. And maybe it's just hit a point where they're all a bit tired or whatever. I don't know, but it's not really an excuse, to be honest. They, they, they know what they should be doing and maybe they just let standards drop a little bit. And hopefully that will be fixed rapidly for Sunday. But it's just odd. I, I don't know if I'm concerned. I just find it very weird that a team of such high standards and high ability and talent 
has suddenly dipped quite a lot in the last week. It's it's bizarre. I, I don't understand it at all. Yeah, so the last kind of action in the game was Lizzie going off for Jodie. And I think we should give a little mention to Lizzie getting awarded or, or getting presented even her top for Andrew's appearances for the club. Good to see that obviously we're doing all this like recognition and that, but I think Lizzie wins the photo for the most awkward looking and <laughs> been so far away from uh, Joe in the picture. I think apparently they were told to do that, but it looks it looked a bit odd. But good for Lizzie to kind of be recognised in that way. Oh, it's brilliant they're recognising all the players who are reaching this milestone because particularly in the women's game where contracts are short and people move move about so much, you know. It's absolutely brilliant that we've had four players hit the market 100 games for the club this season. You know, and there are probably another couple of players in the squad that can't be too far away from that mark. But yeah, uh, sometimes these photos taken quickly can look a wee bit awkward. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that photo will still, still take pride of place for, for Lizzie somewhere. But... Yeah, Karen, it's something that's watched Lizzie for a few seasons now, good to see that she's kind of been recognised and she's done so well for us. Yeah. She to do so. Yeah, I think, I don't know if I'd go as far as saying she's a, a Rangers woman legend quite yet, but I think she's close. She's one of the ones that when you look back at us winning the league and the Cups, she's always been instrumental in everything that we've done to get to those milestones. So it's good that she's been recognised for 100 games. I'm sure she's got a few more left in her. Hopefully, maybe not 100. It might take a wee while, but you never know. Hopefully a good few more and we can go on and win things with her. But, you know, when you compare Lizzie that is now before you know, injuries and whatnot, she's not quite where she was the heights of us winning the league. So I'm hoping that, you know, a bit of time, maybe a bit of rest, whatever, she can get back to that. Or maybe it's just the change in uh, position, change in system, and that that's made her look slightly different than she used to be. But she's still up there for me as one of the greats of our squad. Yeah, definitely. So the game finished 1-0, Alan. Who would you say was your player of the match for that game? I'm pretty sure that I cast my vote for Tess for player of the match. I thought Tess was immense in, in the Hearts game. You know, uh, a back line, even though we've been sort of struggling for form a wee bit, a back line's been, been excellent recently. And Tess has been a big part of that. She controlled the game at the back incredibly well during the weekend. No, I, I think she was a standout for me. Okay. I mean, it feels like a lifetime to go, uh, go now to me, but I, I think I picked Rachel Rowe, to be honest. I think she was kind of in and around everything. She assisted for the goal, flying into tackles as she usually does and looked like she was having a great time. So I think I went for her. Yeah, I think I went for it as well, even though I put the vote up, but she did eventually win it, so I think it was justified. And on that, she also won, obviously, the Player of the Month vote for both the supporters group and was recognised by the SWPL, so she's had quite a good month, um, Alan, and wasn't it as on form today, but she was still in and about 
that and showing kind of what she does for us since she's came in. Definitely, and I think uh, Rachel's had more air running the team. You know, she she's been a bit more available lately, which hopefully today isn't a sign that that's going to change anytime soon. But I think if Rachel Rose firing, then it makes a massive difference to how much this team's firing. You know, we will sometimes talk. She sometimes holds the ball on a bit too much. We'd like to see her pass it a wee bit quicker. But our driving it teams, you know, uh, has been massive in some of the closer games. You know, created the goal in midweek. It's the only goal of the game against Hearts. She caused Celtic no end of problems in the Sky Sports Cup final. You know, and, and those driving runs and the ability to carry the ball and get us up the park is has been massive, so Rachel was certainly in great form. Yeah, Carl, I think she was the kind of player that we needed to come in and kind of take the games by the scruff of the neck and get us over the line. She obviously can't do it every time, but she certainly made a massive difference when she's on like top form. Yeah, she's quickly becoming one of my favourite players, which I don't say lightly because 90% of the team are my favourite players, but... She's just been. She's exactly the type of player that I love. Physical, quick, running in and out, makes no mistake about where she wants to go and where she's taking the ball. Is starting to add goals now to her tally, which is exactly what we wanted. And just one of those players that's a little bit rough and ready and will fly into things. That's my favourite kind of player. So I'm absolutely buzzing that she's still here. Not that she wouldn't be, that's a weird thing to say, but you know what I mean, that, that we even got her in the first place to get such a gem like that to come and fit the mould and she seems to get it. I think she fully understands what this club is about, which is exactly what you need to go on and win things. I will just collect, correct Alan there. We didn't beat Selig in the Sky, Sky Sports final. It was a semi-final. Getting a bit ahead of ourselves. That would have been nice though. I blame the sound issues, I'm sure I said the semi. <laughs> Or maybe I miss her too. I'm a bit there. <laughs> I think one of the things with Rachel Rowe as well, she's always got that cheeky smile on her face as well. She's getting tackled left, right and centre, but she just laughs it off. I think she's kind of letting that finick, to be honest. But anyway, we've held off long enough about today's game, so we better discuss the latest game. Our trip to Peter's Hill Park today, early kick-off, which was nice to get home early, but it would have been nicer with the full three points, but anyway, these things don't always work out the way you want to. So today we had Fife and Goals, Docker to Hill, Madag, Roe, Ross, Macaulay, Arnett, Ewans, Cornet, and McLaughlin. Alan, what did you think of that? I was generally happy with the team. Uh, was a concern that uh, you only see six subs named. Uh, we've seen that quite a few times lately. Uh, We've obviously got a few injuries and we've, we've gave out an extra couple of players in loan, which has left a little margin. And our biggest concern at the game on top of that was when we saw Rachel go away with the physio at the end of the warm-up. So overall, the starting lineup I was quite happy with, but that, that gave the first uh, moment of concern in the day. Okay, what did you think when you seen the team? Initially, I said, what's good that we're giving Rio a rest? And then I very quickly changed my mind. Because <laughs> initially, I thought, oh, well, that's fine. We'll give Rio a rest. Let Sarah have some minutes. And 
you know, sort out the first half, 60 minutes, whatever, and then get Rio on. But obviously didn't quite plan it, pan out the way that we wanted it to. But it's nice that we've got rotation. But as Alan says, we don't have as much rotation as we did previously. Obviously, Kirsty McLean isn't there for whatever reason. We don't know. Rachel McLaughlin's injured. Libby has disappeared. I think his hamstring. Don't know what's going on there. Lev has obviously come in. She's been quite good, but not quite there yet, quite up to the standard that I think most of us expect at this point. So we've got limited options, but from the options that we had, I was fairly happy with it, thinking Rio was getting a rest initially. Yeah, so then the game started eventually after the we were branded latecomers for coming out like a minute after the Partick Thistle team or whatever, but anyway, I think that was kind of a sign of things to come. Uh, the first kind of chance that the game did go to live, like it was a kind of shot for outside the box, maybe Alan, but it was the first of many good saves by the Patrick goalkeeper. Yeah, love came on to the ball and, and took a shot on early. She made really good contact with it, but it was probably a bit too straight at AV Easton to really cause her many problems. You know, had that been towards one of the corners, we might have been up and, and cheering early on, but it looked like it was going to be what we expected, a, a tough game against a, a vastly improved Partick Thistle side, but you know, that, that early shot, you know, gave us a wee bit of encouragement, perhaps falsely, but you know, yeah. it, it was a decent start. Yeah, Karen, much like the Hearts game, we had a few chances, but the majority was being blocked by the Partick defence and kind of midfield as they were kind of set up in that low block that we all hate to see. Yeah, I mean, I'll give Partick credit now and then I'll discredit that and go and talk about us. But to their credit, they did exactly what they came out to do. They sat in deep, they defended for their lives and they did everything they needed to do to stop us scoring, which was the whole point of their game. And they did that. So credit to them for that. But we just didn't do enough. We didn't long balls over the top, aimless balls, people not in the right positions. It just it wasn't happening, and we weren't. I don't know what we were doing because I'm fairly sure that's not what Joe told them to do. So I don't I don't know what what the script was there. But I thought that's fine. We'll just we'll come out the second half and we'll get what one has to go in. One of these long balls over the top has to work. Hmm, that didn't happen. No, it didn't. Yeah, Alan, we seem to be getting. Kind of as happened in the Hearts game, kind of sucked into Partick's way of playing. We fell for all their traps. We were letting the game slow down. They were kicking the ball out constantly, doing everything in their power to kind of get a result or get a point or whatever, which this cash says was working for them. But it was kind of disappointing to see us getting dragged into their game rather than playing the game that we know we can play, which is nice attacking football. Yeah, it's frustrating. We spoke about early on the season, how it looked like this is a squad that's not going to fall into such traps. You know, certainly against teams like Spartans who tend to do a lot of that stuff. We didn't rise to it and we came through and, and beat them comfortably. But we seem to be getting a wee bit nervy, you know, and I'm, I'm not really sure why at this point in the season we're, we're hitting that. But it's going to be tough, you know, 
we're just in a tough run of games right now and it's going to be a tough run of games up to the end of the season but every team's going to have a bit of a dip and this will be interesting to see sort of how this this squad and how, how Joe reacts to a dip in form because it's been absolutely flying all season and this is the first time that we've kind of faltered and started because the last couple of games we've been going been very quick to go direct but it's not been particularly effective. No, and as Alan's saying, obviously, Car, these kind of things happen, but it's not at the kind of stage of season you want it to be happening. No, I think you kind of expected it against City, against Celtic, even against the Hearts. I don't think we ever expected it to come against Park. And they have improved massively. They've recruited really well, they've set up really well, and they look top six again. They're doing really well, but I don't think they were a team that we ever thought would be the one that would cause us to stutter a little bit. And while it's not a loss, we didn't concede great, but we also didn't score, which isn't good enough. But I don't I don't know what, what it is, but they've got to figure it out quickly for us to get back to the way that we were. Like we're far too good to be playing that way and to be doing you know, stooping to their level and slowing down and not having the intensity and the energy that we normally had. So I don't know what what's caused that, but I think Joe will get them sorted out quite quickly and we'll we'll get back to what we have been doing, which is the way that we should be playing. Yes, fingers crossed, because it's a big game coming up, but we'll talk about that, talk about that later. Uh, Al, the next kind of big talking point of the game was uh, there was thrown for Cathy Hill. Liv was kind of between two Partick players seemed to be slightly caught, I would say, really watching it back. The ref blows for it, foul the Rangers, then after that, Partick score. The whistle was clearly blown before that, but obviously Partick are coming out saying that they were denied a goal and all this carry on. What's your take on it? Well, my take on it is Brian Graham can cry more, but I think we've probably are got very lucky there because I certainly didn't see a foul at the game and from what I'm told the people that's watched it back you can't see a foul on the replays so I'll take it I'm I'm pretty sure we were very very lucky on that but you know some sometimes you, you need to carry a wee bit of luck and we've certainly had decisions go against us so they always say these things are supposed to even themselves out don't they Definitely do, Car. We've watched it back a few times <laughs> before we came on this, and I think it took us to really slow it down. You can kind of see that the slightest touches on live, but I think we did get away with one. I think we did, but I also think the ref was a little bit incompetent on both sides. He was, it didn't seem to be favouring either team, he just seemed to be a little bit incompetent. And it, Unfortunately, he blew the whistle, which means that play stops and that's that. Had it been us, had it been the other way, had we scored from a situation like that, I would have been livid because there's very little in it. So, you know, they probably should have been one up, but the whistle had already gone. So these things do happen. And I'll, I'll still cry about it when it happens to us inevitably. Yeah, so the game rumbles on, Alan. We had a couple of chances. Mia had a chance, and then Tess had a good strike that was yet again saved because I think it was too far. It was too near the kind of 
keeper, but we were getting chances, but it was just one of those days where they weren't falling for us. It was one of those days, and probably from very early in the game, you felt that we were either going to go all day and not score, or it was just going to be one chance, and there was only ever going to be one goal in the game. And in the second half, we thought that goal goal was coming. Uh, real hard to header, point blank. Might have been quite close to the keeper, but it was an outstanding save and almost identical to a, a point blank real hard to header that was denied in midweek against Hearts. That looked like the moment, and when the keeper saved that, then you kind of think that's probably going to be the game, Peter out. Yeah, Chris, before uh, the game, obviously at half time was no no. And kind of amongst the crowd, we were kind of surprised that Sarah Ewan's come back out after half time because she came in, got her opportunity, but she never really done much to kind of show why she should be in ahead of Rio, to be honest. Well, did you see much in uh, the kind of first half to have any comments on that? Yeah, I saw the first 20, 25-ish minutes, then I listened to the rest driving to Peter's Hill from work. I mean, it probably would have been the perfect opportunity to bring Rio in just to, well, shake it up a little bit, I suppose, and to try and give her an opportunity then because Sarah wasn't having much luck, which is sometimes the call you need to make. It's nothing personal against them. They just aren't having their day, so you need to make a change to see if you can fix it. And that, the only gripe I maybe have with Joe today is she could have made different subs or she could have made subs more efficiently or quicker or even just made more subs in general. And it's just a little bit frustrating when you know you've got great players sitting on the bench and that you end up in an LML and you could have potentially had one moment of magic that changed the game if Jody had come on, for example, or if Rio had to come come on earlier. So it's kind of frustrated that way, but I trusted Joe. I still trust Joe, and I thought she's got something up her sleeve. We'll figure it out later on. It's fine. Yeah. Do you think Sarah was just unlucky because it was one of those days, or do you think she really needs to do better for us? I don't think there's any doubt that we need to see more for Sarah Ewans, but I, I think she's just in, in a, a a wee vein where she's having a dip in confidence and. She looks like a player that's not playing with a great deal of confidence. You know, when she is coming in the team, you know, it's even when the ball's played in here, you know, it, it seems to be sort of bouncing off her a bit and, you know, she's not quite getting getting control of the ball, you know, and she's she's not linking up as much as you'd expect her. And she's come in here with a track record of scoring goals and lately she's not really had many opportunities. Yeah, no great to have two strikers that are both decide to go out of form at the same time, but such is life. So then, since she eventually did go off 55 minutes, so Joe obviously gave her that kind of bit of time to see if she was going to make any difference. She never, Mia McCauley also went off, thought that was a bit harsh, to be honest, because she had the fully Peter's Hill, basically, to get her out of the ball and they just weren't giving her it so it felt like it was a bit harsh on came Rio Hardy and Brogan who did make a bit of a difference card but obviously not enough and then 
No, I think it was harsh on Mia. I thought she had quite a good first half. I think she was kind of doing the right things, things we needed to do, but maybe Joe just thought, right, take her off, get Brogan on, because Brogan does offer us that little bit more. She'll more prone to take a player on and go past her, her player to get balls into the box, which I thought maybe was the plan. And then the ball just kept going down Leslie's side and Brogan didn't get that many opportunities. And then they swapped sides and then it went down the other side. So I don't I don't really know what happened there, what the plan was there. Or maybe that was just to try and mess with Partick and they'd freak out and we'd score from it. I don't, I don't really know, to be honest. It was weird. But I think Brogan did have quite a good game. I think it was interesting. I think it was interesting seeing her coming up against her sister and other players who were quite solid defensively and I don't necessarily think she was maybe expecting them to be as maybe physical um, towards her but that's the way some teams set up and that's what you've got to do but I thought overall she had quite a good game the tactics maybe didn't reflect what needed to be done for her to show her best qualities, if I can put it like that. Yeah, so then the game kind of petered out, no many chances, Alan. It's no now disappointingly. This kind of feel like, after the way we've played this season, it does feel more like a defeat, I would say. I think the players kind of felt that as well, but we're still undefeated, so there is positives to take, but I think we really need to I think the team really need to analyse the past few games and obviously improve on it next week because we've got a, another big game. Yeah, I, I think uh, it, it does feel quite deflating, you know, particularly ahead of the next game, you know, particularly the fact that we've dropped points against the team we're going to play in the cup final in a few weeks' time. You know, but as I said before, you know, the split started early for us, the way the fixtures have fell. Every game we've got for the rest of the season is against one of the top teams in the country. And we want to be at the top at the end of the season. So we're going to need to win these games. We're going to need to get these out and find ways to win when we're not, not our best. I think possibly, you know, we'll look at it. Hopefully we'll be looking at it this time next week and saying, Next Sunday's game is a perfect game at the perfect time. You know, we've obviously got the benefit of a big pitch. We've got a chance that we can go after them. I think they can be got up, but we have to be very, very wary at back because they will score goals. And we've been we've been good defensively recently. We've been very solid at the back. But we need to cut out mistakes. We need to make sure we don't give away chances and stupid set pieces. Yes, can't, Alan's getting a bit ahead of his tail talking about next week, but we'll bring it back to today's game. As hard as it probably is, do you have a play of the match for today? I, mean, I didn't. I didn't see all of the first half, but I thought Cathy Hall had quite a good game defensively. I think. She did a lot of tracking back quite well when balls were just getting pinged back and we needed to do that. I thought Chelsea Cornet had quite a good game, even though she dropped back into centre-back role at one point, which is really weird. Players are swapping all over the shop. But I'll give it, I'll give it to Cathy, just purely because I thought she had a few good tackles in there that were 
were enough. We didn't have a goal scorer, so it's kind of hard to, to pick a player today, to be honest. Yeah, no, I would agree with you there. They were kind of my two that would be up there. Probably Nick as well they were the ones that were kind of trying to will us into the game at mm. any kind of given point, but just wasn't it be. Alan, you got anybody in mind? Yeah, my vote for player of the match went to Chelsea. I thought Chelsea was a driving force right through the game, and she she was the most likely to get the game, game by a scruffy neck and drive us forward. You know, I, I thought Chelsea put absolutely everything into the game and was probably the most likely to make something happen. No, unfortunately, the ball never quite broke for her when she was trying to manoeuvre shooting opportunities, but she was driving into the box, you know, she was trying to drive the team on and overall I thought she had a really, really good game on a fairly disappointing overall performance for the team. Yeah, so we go on to next week, Car, and we are at Ibrox. We are facing Celtic. 10 past three, kick-off, it's on BBC Alba. Thoughts on next week? <laughs> No, I can't decide if it's the best possible game to have or the worst. I mean, if, I guess we'll find out on Sunday, won't we? If it's a turning point and we just do what we've done in the last two games against them and just, I, I want to say brush them aside, but we didn't. We we got stuck in, we did what needed to be done and we ground it out. Or it'll be another game like today where we get sucked into their game and struggle but I'm hoping that the defeat nope the draw I'm going to take that back very quickly the <laughs> draw against Partick today has really driven home to these players that every game from now until the end of the season is massive and we can't afford to drop any more points this is your you you dropped them earlier in the season you dropped them today that's it you need to kick on now and you need to win all of the games for us to win anything this season so I'm hoping that is Lit a fire, let's say, to be family friendly <laughs> under them to get them red. I don't think it'll take much for most of them to get up for an old firm, to be honest. But the fact that it's at Ibrox kind of gives me the fear a little bit because it's a change of location. Maybe we should have just left it at Broadwood. Don't make such a big deal about it. You get all these, you know, I'm glad people are coming to the games, but all the fans that don't necessarily come every week, it's more pressure that didn't need to be there at this point in the season. That's just my opinion, though. Yeah, especially with both. Already seem to be struggling maybe with a little bit of pressure. But, Alan, do you think maybe as difficult as today's game was to take, which I keep talking about it as if I've lost, but it was only a, a draw. But do you think it's maybe good that the blip was today if we want to have one rather than next week? It kind of gives us that boot up the backside, say. Well, if if you're offering me a draw today if, to trade off for a win next week and I win the cup final, then I'll, I'll take that all day long. You know, and, uh, that that's going to be the best sort of outcome. But we've got a lot of le leaders in that squad. You know, we we got Joe and Jane, the coaching staff, driving standards. So uh, it's time that we, we'll see the, the leaders really step up in, in the team and... I, th I think Joe's team selection will I'll be absolutely spot on next week and we'll, we'll lead for the front. So I'm, I'm quietly confident going into next week, but you know this this is where the, the team really get the chance to earn their stripes. Yeah, 
you can't. I think with these kind of games, old firm games, form does kind of go out the window as well. They are kind of games that you take in isolation as well. So does that maybe play back into your hands? We've obviously had the upper hand over them several times already this season. So does that kind of help and just kind of take it in isolation, see where we go from there? I think so. I think these players know that they can go and beat them now because they've done it already. And I think that plays into our hands because they'll be thinking we've not beaten them yet. So we need we need to do it. So maybe more the pressure gets lumped onto them instead of us. But it's an old firm. The pressure's on both teams at all times in those situations. But I think the players will will know it's kind of now or never kind of thing next week. Um, and they'll go out and give a good shot. I'm confident but also nervous at the same time. It's an old firm. I think I don't think anybody's ever overjoyed, excited about these games until they're over and you can watch them back ten times when you've won them. I think it's just that it's just a nature of the game. But you know, it's we get to come back to Ibrox, which is always nice being there for the women's team. So something to look forward to. Yeah, and tickets are down to one pound for my jairs. I think it's seven or eight pounds if you've not got it but yeah so it should be a good crowd it seems to be selling quite well so should hopefully be a, a good result Alan what would be a predictor for this what are you thinking these games will never as comfortable as we want them to be but uh, I'll hope so predict and Maybe expect a 3-1 win for us. I'd be very, very surprised if we do keep a clean sheet. But, you know, we need to score goals. And I think we, we might need to be patient and be prepared to go into deep waters of the game to, to eventually win it. Car? Um, Did you panic and then you're like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I don't know, because I think realistically they're probably going to score first and then that's going to kick us into gear and we'll come back and win it 2-1. Is my prediction based on previous games that we've had this season. But I'm going to say 1-0. 1-0 to Rangers. That's what I was going to say. Oh, well, it's going to happen now. Put your, don't put your mortgage on it. I don't have a mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's what we're thinking. I think it's going to be maybe 1-0, Cathy Hill, place goes wild. Woo, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> so, get along, support the team and hopefully this is a much happier pod next week. We'll move on to the loan review. Obviously, we've got quite a few players out, so I'll just run through that and then use two when a game watching some of your players so you can have a little discussion there. So, Megan Bell started playing the full 90 for Hearts. They won 4-0 over Aberdeen, so good for Megan to get back in after being, obviously, ineligible against us. Um, obviously, Partick were against us, so that meant Jenna and Megan couldn't play. Lucy Edmonds back at us on our loan, so she was obviously on our bench. Summer Laird started, played 75 minutes, and Spartans won 6-0. I can't remember who they were playing, though, but good result there, a clean sheet. And then probably one of the games of the day was Hamilton versus Motherwell. We've got Becca there, we've got Mason, Kayla Jardin, Laura Berry. Who wants to discuss that game? These were both there, so 
What did you think? I'll let Alan go first. Well, it was nice to those actually enough a gap that we could do two games, you know, fixtures have not been kind that we've been able to go and see any of the lone players without sacrificing one of our own games. So having four four of our players sort of on display on in the one game was was a great opportunity to see them all play. Or Barry obviously not made her debut yet for Motherwell and only just came back from Scotland duty. So she she was only one of the four on the bench and you know it was it was a good chance to see them all in a competitive team. You know, I think games like this prove that the split can be a really good idea because rather than these teams getting battled every week, they can actually be around the teams that are close to them in the league. And we obviously were there not with any sort of allegiance to who was going to win with two players on each side. So it was more a case of player FC support the day and Be- Becca showed up re- really really well you know Mason maybe didn't get in the game as much as she'd have liked but you can see the development in Mason having played first team football you know she looks far more comfortable in a first team environment now and Kayla Jardine looks like she's improved massively on her second loan spell at Motherwell and was a constant danger whether she was on the right wing or the left wing yeah, Kayla for me was one that I was really impressed by. Obviously, me and Laura have been to see Mason and Becca. Didn't see too too much of Kayla, and she looked out. She probably could have had a hat trick in the first half had it not been for some good goalkeeping from our ex goalkeeper Chloe Nicholson, and some just slightly stray shots, um, high and wide. But she looked really outstanding. She looked really good. But they all did. To be fair, Mason I think just didn't have much of an opportunity and she wasn't quite getting to the ball when it was coming her way. Becca, tremendous assist for uh, Aki's first goal. Second goal? First. First goal. First goal. Forgotten already. And then obviously Laura Berry did come on for at Motherwell and scored a tremendous, I keep saying the word tremendous, this is my new superb it scored a really good goal and the the, the noise, it just, it's so nice to hear other people appreciate how good our players are. Kayla got a lot of support from the stands. They all did, to be fair, but Kayla and Laura did especially, but I think we just happened to be sat around a lot of Motherwell supporters, so we're obviously cheering on their team. But it was just nice to see how well the, the loans are doing. And I want to apologise to Aki's for saying that I didn't want our players to go there because I don't see how they would improve because it's obviously working and they're doing a lot better there than I thought they were because I don't ever seen Aki's play against us, which is obviously going to be completely different when they're playing against a team that's closer to them. And it's obviously working, so I'm, I'm really happy with how they're all doing there. It's good to see that Becca assist, Kayla Jad assist, Laura Berry goal. I think the loan's working out quite well, to be honest. So good to see. Alan, any update on the score predictor? Yeah, uh, it was a tough round. You know, nobody had us dropping points today. And very, very, in fact, I don't think anybody had Hamilton beating Motherwell. So, a lot of drop points today. So, top scorer was Karen Reith, who got 14 points. Two correct results and two correct scores. Was, uh, given the results today, it was an outstanding return. So, 
I've still got to update the leaderboard, but uh, very good uh, for Cameron Reese. Good stuff. So, yeah, we'll kind of wrap it up there. Obviously, get along and support the team next week because they need it. And we'll cheer them back on to winning ways, hopefully. So, as always, thanks to Alan and Car for joining me. Thanks, Laura. I'm glad we managed to talk about that again. <laughs> right, we'll see you next time. Thank you. Right. Cheers, all.